Joshua 5. When all the kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea, heard how Yahweh had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over, their heart melted and there was no more spirit in them because of the children of Israel. At that time, Yahweh said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise again the sons of Israel the second time. Joshua made himself flint knives and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of foreskins. This is the reason Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt who were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness along the way after they came out of Egypt. For all the people who came out were circumcised, but all the people who were born in the wilderness along the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness until all the nation, even the men of war who came out of Egypt, were consumed because they didn't listen to Yahweh's voice. Yahweh swore to them that he wouldn't let them see the land which Yahweh swore to their fathers that he would give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Their children, whom he raised up in their place, were circumcised by Joshua, for they were uncircumcised, because they had not been circumcised on the way. When they were done circumcising the whole nation, they stayed in their places in the camp until they were healed. Yahweh said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach from Egypt from you. Therefore the name of that place was called Gilgal to this day. The children of Israel encamped in Gilgal. They kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at evening in the plains of Jericho. They ate unleavened cakes and parched grain of the produce of the land on the next day after the Passover in the same day. The manna ceased on the next day after they had eaten of the produce of the land. The children of Israel didn't have manna anymore, but they ate of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood in front of him with his sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our enemies? He said, No, but I have come now as commander of Yahweh's army. Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and asked him, What does my Lord say to his servant? The prince of Yahweh's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals, for the place on which you stand is holy. The, the Amorites, the people that lived in Jericho, were terrified because they saw the, river, the rivers of the water dry up. Now what they should have done at that point was repent and ask for mercy, uh, like Rahab did. And, um, and she did find mercy. But... Like most people, most people are not willing to surrender to the Lord. But, um, you know, the Lord's rule of the earth and his judgment of all things is, is just as inevitable as the destruction of Jericho was at this time. Now, something really surprising happens in this chapter. They're about to go into Jericho. And then the Lord says to Joshua, circumcise everyone. Now, if you were with us when we did the Genesis videos and we did Genesis chapter 34, there's a story there where um, an entire city, the city of Shechem, is circumcised. 
But then the day after that, um, two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, they attacked the city and put all the men to death. Now, I think there were just a couple of hundred men. It was a small city. But the fact is that the, that the circumcision had rendered them unable to fight. It had basically meant they were in so much pain in the healing process that they weren't able to properly fight and they became easy. So we've got this thing here where they're about to go and fight Jericho and then the Lord says, circumcise everyone. So suddenly they are rendered unable to fight <laughs> and they have to heal for a few days. And uh, it's one of these moments where the Lord seems to do this all the time. He takes away your ability to trust in yourself. So right now, the people of Jericho could have attacked them and could have defeated them. They didn't. They didn't know they could have done that. They were pr probably unaware. But right now in this moment, they're very vulnerable, but they're completely at the mercy of the Lord's help and protection. And um, the Lord does this to, to his people. He puts them in a place where they just have to trust and rely on him. And the Lord said, today I have wiped away the reproach of Egypt. Now, Egypt, symbolically, that's trusting in yourself. It's trusting in your own flesh. And that's exactly what happened. They weren't able to trust in their own flesh anymore. They just had to trust in the Lord. And if you're going to be a Christian that overcomes and defeats strongholds in your life, things that are big and hard to overcome and look impossible, you're going to have to trust in the Lord and not trust in your own flesh. It said here that they were circumcised at Gilgal, and it, it called that place a hill of foreskins. Now, 600,000 men being circumcised, that would definitely have been a, a small hill of foreskins. I, I just find that quite incredible. And um, so then the Lord rolled away the reproach of Egypt. And that's what we need as God's people. We need the reproach of trusting in ourselves to be rolled away. We need to be people devoted to the Lord with hearts circumcised from worldliness, people that trust in him. And if we do that, circumcised in the heart, we will find that we can overcome too. Now, at the end of this chapter, Joshua's in prayer. Now, we get this, you know, he's away somewhere and he's seeking the Lord and he's on his own. And we get this... Um, this story of where a man appears before him holding a sword. And this man says that he is the commander of the Lord's army. He's the Lord of hosts. And um, it's an interesting picture here. The commander of the Lord's army or this Lord of hosts appears several times in the Bible and it's Jesus. Now, you know, Bible experts, they debate, is this Jesus? Is this not Jesus? No, it's Jesus. <laughs> and we just know it's Jesus. Joshua even calls him Lord. And that's a clue right there. He's the Lord. <laughs> and um, Jesus appears to him and Joshua says to him, are you on our side or on their side? And he says, no, I'm not on any side, but I have come. I'm the commander of the Lord's army. Now, it, it's what he said right there is completely correct. In one way of looking at things, God isn't on our side. It's not like we've got this life to live and we've just... We want God to just come and do things our way. That's not how it works. No, it's us who is on the Lord's side. And we need to, to change, change our way of thinking and change our hearts so that we're on the Lord's side. But having said all that, the Lord is so gracious and patient and he's with us and he helps us even though we're still learning to do things his way. And so the Lord came, stood before Joshua 
and the Lord was revealing to him that he was actually leading the army. Even though Joshua was leading the physical army, the Lord of hosts was actually there leading the army, even though um, it wasn't visible most of the time. But this is a really, really important thing to understand. Uh, we find that sometimes, no matter how hard you try, you just can't succeed at something because it's all purely your own effort. But then other times, it seems like God's really in something and it seems like even though you're just human and you're just frail, it seems like you can't not succeed. It just seems like things just work even though you know it's not you. Right? There's been times that things have happened in my life where people have patted me on the back and they've said, well done, you've done such a great job. That sermon touched lives and changed hearts or things you've done or those prayers you prayed. You know, what a difference. And I think to myself, I didn't do anything. I was just me. I was just normal old me. I was just doing the best I could, but it was like I couldn't fail because God was in it. And what's happened here in this chapter is the Lord of hosts has revealed himself to Joshua saying, I'm leading the army. And with the Lord in it, they couldn't fail. And that's what God actually says to Joshua in other places. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be courageous. He says, I'll be with you in everything you do. Now, there was one battle he wasn't with them. We'll get to that. But um, because it was something God didn't want done. But the thing is, in our spiritual lives, we're often trying to walk on our own. What we need to do is get ourselves in that place where the Lord is going with us and he's going before us. We have to learn to trust him. We need to learn to walk in grace. And we will find that in the same way that Moses and Joshua saw the wonders of the Lord, we will be, we'll be, we'll be amazed at how things just change for us because the Lord is with us. But you've got to walk with him. You've got to see him. You've got to have, get that grace. And you'll find that when the, the commander of the Lord's army, the, the Lord of hosts is with you, that the enemy retreats before you. And that's what we want to see. And what I, what I think we should do as Christians is we need to not just be people that go to church or not just be people who read the Bible and pray, but we need to be people who seek the Lord. And we need to take time regularly where we... we get on our knees and we, and we go beyond their normal devotional prayers or we go beyond their normal devotional reading. We say, Lord, I want to be like you. Lord, help me. And we, we seek him for greater things. We say, Lord, be with me. Guide my heart and my mind. Like Solomon sought the Lord that night when he became king. And we need to be people who seek the Lord and we find we'll come into greater grace. And then people will wonder, how do you do the things you do it's because the, the Lord of hosts is doing them. It looks like you're doing them, but the Lord is doing them. You know, when Joshua stepped across the Jordan River, it dried up. The Lord did it. When they went around Jericho and the walls fell down, the Lord did it. And so they were, you know, when they fought the Gibeonites, we'll get to that in chapter 11, the sun stood still. The Lord, the Lord's doing things. <laughs> Joshua couldn't have done any of that stuff. And even in the battles, when they're just winning, the Lord's doing it. Well, this is how it is spiritually. You want to overcome, you want to fight battles, you want to defeat temptation, you want to bring people to Christ, seek the Lord and he will do it. It's going to look like you, but it's going to be him. <laughs> That's why we must remain humble. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you. You're the Lord of hosts. We ask you to lead us. Lead us into battle. Lead us into righteousness. Lead us in your ways. Lead us in your paths. Give us victory. Help us to overcome. Help temptation to be defeated. I ask for grace to be given to us. Lord, I pray for every listener to have the grace to seek you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.